I often talk about the practice management software I use in my clinic. If you're new to the name, I'd love for you to meet Jane. When I first looked for a software for my practice, I needed a system that could securely house all of my client information, help me process payments in studio, and could give my clients the freedom to book online. I get all of that and more with Jane. Jane is also a cloud-based program that I can log into wherever, whenever. If I have to continue work at home or from the road, Jane makes it easy to do that, and I know my data and my client's data is safe and secure. You can book your own personalized tour of Jane at jane.app. Podcast listeners can also mention the show to receive a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Lamisha Lindsay. Lamisha is a licensed independent clinical social worker. She's a certified EMDR therapist, EMDR consultant, and Washington State approved supervisor. She's also the clinic coordinator here at Vancouver Wellness Studio. Lamisha specializes in helping adults heal from trauma. She creates a safe place for clients to share their story, explore their goals for therapy, and develop an individualized plan for their work together. She supports clients on their journey using a compassionate and non-pathologizing approach. She helps clients with deep healing so they can live their life to the fullest. She has advanced training in EMDR therapy and integrates other highly effective treatments for trauma and chronic stress, such as IFS, ego state therapy, parts work, somatic therapy, and lens neurofeedback. Lamisha helps clients who are suffering from PTSD, complex trauma, anxiety, depression, and relationship issues. In addition, Lamisha has special training and experience working with first responders. Lamisha began her counseling career working in community mental health agencies and schools. She's originally from California and moved with her family to the Portland metro area after completing her master's degree in social work from San Jose State University in 2001. She has been in private practice since 2009. When Lamisha is not at work, she enjoys spending time with her husband, family, and grandchildren. She loves outdoor adventures with her yellow lab retriever named Hannah, exploring the beautiful Northwest and beyond. Welcome, Lamisha. It's so good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Lamisha and I have known each other for about six years now. Yeah. Um, long time. And a long time. And you've been an extremely important and integral part to our team here at VWS and our growth. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear your story and, and hear your insights. So let's start with, I talked a little bit about your journey and your bio, but if you could share with our listeners how you became a therapist, why you became a therapist, and sort of where you started and where you are now, how you got there. 
Yes. Gosh, uh, listening to that bio, it reminds me of <laughs> of my journey. Um, and yeah, I think I I started by first going into a helping profession after being helped along the way uh, by um, a therapist of my own for many years. Um, I worked with my therapist really long term, which is maybe not so common for uh, for a lot of people who are in therapy, but I worked with my therapist for over 20 years and really enjoyed that mentoring role and that therapeutic um, space that she provided me and um, just all the guidance and support along the way as I became a, a helping professional and a, a parent and in my relationships. And I just uh, loved the value of it that I was receiving personally in my life. And so I decided that I wanted to go into being a counselor myself. So I started back in the late 90s, (laughs) really very old, um, (laughs) and um, went in the direction of social work because I wanted to make a change um, system-wide in uh, communities and um, fell in love with the field of social work. And so I got my bachelor's and my master's in social work and and went from there. Um, I first started uh, working in uh, working with families and children and community mental health. And then I I did some internships in some school settings, some alternative school settings, which I really loved at the time. And so I ended up working in school settings early in my career, both as a traditional school counselor, as well as in alternative programs and behavior, different behavior classrooms and different sort of structured learning programs within schools. And so I saw the the effects of trauma on children and teens, and it led me to be curious about trauma-informed care, and I uh, wanted to impact more children and teens, and I became aware that I could do that by working with their parents, by working with adults. So I eventually went from working in school settings to private practice and focused on working with adults because I was seeing how generational trauma was passed down in families. And so I thought I could make an impact kind of kind of further back back in the line of generational trauma by working with the parents. And so I went into private practice in 2009. And if I could jump in, I'm just curious... When you started private practice, what's sort of the biggest lesson you learned from a business perspective when you did that? Oh, that there was a lot that I needed to learn. <laughs> when I started private practice, I realized how much how much I didn't know, how much was not taught in in graduate programs, how how I needed to market myself, how I needed to explain what it was that I do how I needed to really identify what my ideal client was, what I really, what population I really enjoyed working with and what issues they were coming in with, and then how to really speak to my ideal client so that I could be the most successful in the work that I do and also feel the most enjoyment from from doing the work that I do. So um, it took me a long time to 
kind of get to a place where I could really identify what my ideal client was, what kind of issues they were coming in for, and how to really speak to them. And I know at one point you did hire an independent contractor in your private practice. So what led you to that decision and what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, that was a really great experience. I, um, I, I uh, decided to hire an independent contractor because I was receiving more calls for therapy than I could could provide. My practice was full. I had a waiting list, and um, I was already doing some uh, mentoring and some consulting of EMDR therapists. And there was a real need for EMDR therapists, uh, so I decided that I would uh, try and have an independent contractor work with me and to try and help support their practice. And so that was a, a great experience being able to help guide somebody and growing their practice and in helping them to have the paperwork and kind of get started. And so I, I did do that for, for a little while. I also realized there was a lot of responsibility in being a business owner, having a contractor work for you or an employee work for you and that it was a little bit more time consuming than I was really wanting to put into the process. And so I learned a lot from that experience and was it was really fun watching that that therapist grow and, and evolve into their practice. But it was a little a little bit more work than I was wanting to do at the time when I was already a busy, busy professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So about six years ago, I got a call from you. I, we had never met. And um, I got a call from you and you wanted to have a networking meeting. Our clinic had recently opened and you wanted to come have a networking meeting here. So we did that. And you told me all about EMDR and I told you about somatic therapy and we had a great meeting. And then you called me a couple days later and asked about renting space in our clinic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at the time, uh, Vancouver Wellness Studio was made up of everyone was their own business and they rented space and we had a collective type model. Uh, So why why did you (laughs) call me two days later? What made you, what was your experience uh, that made you say, I want, I want to be there? Yeah, well, I guess um, I would even go back to why I even called you in the first place. Yeah, and that was because I was hearing uh, hearing about you or seeing you on social media, hearing about this holistic approach that you were really bringing to the community, hearing about your somatic work that you were doing with clients and also that just the integration of the holistic health together under one roof. And um, I had just read the book uh, by Bessel van der Kolk, uh, The Body Keeps the Score, and just the importance of whole body health and really supporting clients from a trauma healing place. And I thought, I just need to go talk to Kendall and find out what she's doing at Vancouver Wellness Studio because I really want to want my clients to experience this process of of healing the whole body and being able to support therapy with that. And coming into the clinic, 
I felt in just walking in the clinic, I felt my nervous system settle down. I felt relaxed. I felt calm with the environment, with the the sound machines, with the essential oils, with the lights down low. It was quiet, which I was really impressed by because it's not always easy to find a quiet place. It was peaceful and it had a wonderful movement studio. And so what drew me to coming here in the first place for my clients was really what I was experiencing as I walked into the studio and then meeting with you. And so I thought, well, I want this for my clients, but I also want this for myself. I want to work into a place where I can be in more of that parasympathetic nervous state and really be able to help support them and provide them with an easy, easy access for additional services that can be really healing for them. Hey there, it's Caitlin from the Jane team. Finding a practice management software can feel like a daunting task, but with Jane, it doesn't need to be. With helpful features like client-friendly online booking, efficient charting, and online payments, you'll find it is possible to love the software you use every day. And you'll be backed by a real in-person team by phone, email, or chat support. Head to jane.app to see how our features can save you time and get you back to doing what you love. You can also mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Chat soon! So fast forward six years, and (laughs) here we are. We now, at Vancouver Wellness Studio, we're now uh, all employee-based model, W-2 employees. And there was a transition point about a year ago for you where we were going to hire a clinic coordinator to our team. Mm -hmm. And you came to me and said, I want that job. And so why, what made you take that step? What made you say this is worth it to me to come on as an employee, first of all, because you had a very successful private practice full all the time. Mm -hmm. And so what was that decision point that said, you know what, this sounds like a good idea to me, I want to make this move? Yeah, I think what spoke to me is it it was really highlighting some of the skills that I already had from some of my other, other places where I have worked, whether they were my internships or whether they were community um, mental health or whether they were school systems or whether they were my own private practice. um, And so it, it spoke to a lot of the experiences that I've had. And I just envisioned this, this way of just really wanting to be in the beginning stages of creating this position with you, because I felt like it was providing me with an opportunity to be creative, to, you know, to use some of the experiences I've already had to support BWS and to support the providers here. We were able to create it so that I could still have a small private practice and keep doing my clinical work and working with my clients while also being a clinical supervisor for our mental health team and being able to do the EMDR consulting piece. So it just really spoke to me in the way of being creative and being able to kind of challenge myself um, in some ways and learn and grow. And that's something that I've always 
been interested in throughout the different ways that my career has evolved is trying new things, learning new things, building on some skills I've already had and and just, um, you know, challenging myself, myself in new ways. And so that was really appealing to me. And I wonder if you could share with our listeners sort of what you do as a clinic coordinator, because it is a position that we created together, sort of out of thin air, out of the need for our clinic personally. And But I think it's helpful. I get asked a lot about what a leadership team looks like in a wellness-centered business. So uh, if you could share, you know, what do you do as our clinic coordinator? I really view this position as supporting our team, our team of providers, developing programs and developing infrastructure to the clinic that can help them to be successful. So whether it's um, helping to design the onboarding process for them and helping to train them and bring them on board, even going back further than that to helping to develop the um, the interview questions that we ask them to really um, inquire as to what their passions are and what you know speaks to them when they do this kind of work so that we can really identify whether VWS is an ideal um, place for them to be. And then once people are on board to really do check-ins with them, to, to support them and growing their practice, to give them some tips on marketing developing their schedules, to getting to know them personally and professionally, encouraging them, supporting them, um, helping them to problem solve when they bump up against barriers, to training them on system-wide programs, whether it's um, suicide assessment and interventions or developing peer support programs so that they can connect with a colleague and develop a, a supportive relationship that way to employee recognition programs. I do a lot to help support the communication within the team to highlight expectations that that there may be of them and also just to really communicate the logistics of of the day-to-day or month-to-month information that they need to know um, so that they can be the most prepared and have the most in the most buy-in and also different ways of connecting with them so that we, so that I can really know whether it's a one-on-one meeting or a, developing a survey so that we can really know what our providers want and need and just to really be able to support the best environment for them to do their work in and to share their gifts. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening is thinking, I need this position on my team. And it's a lot of the daily tasks that we do as owners. And so this position and LaMisha have, uh, we now have a dynamic on our team where I can step back a bit more and do long-term planning, long-term visioning and growth of the business. And it's been the start to growing an even larger leadership team, which it you know, before you have it, it feels like, oh, I can do all of this myself. And then when you have these positions, we step back and realize how much we needed them (laughs) and how much the business can actually flourish uh, with these positions in place. And so Lamisha is a great example of 
what I teach my clients a lot about of creating hybrid positions also, because in a small business like this, um, it's one way to, to gain a leadership team is to have hybrid positions where uh, you can have a clinic coordinator who, you know, Lamisha also sees clients and she also supervises our mental health team and does EMDR consultation and so has a lot of variety in her day and serves our clinic in many, many ways. And I had I have no idea how you did everything that you did before I before I came on and took this role. I think that really shocked me and stood out for me when I took this clinic coordinator role was how much you were doing as an owner behind the scenes. And I had no idea what a big job it was behind the scenes. So um, kudos for you for being able to do it as long as you did. (laughs) Well, and um, I think a lot of our listeners can identify with that experience. And like you were saying earlier, we just don't know, we're not taught in school. and, And it's something that you just don't understand until you're in it, how much work it is to to create something like this and manage it and uh, facilitate Mm -hmm. growth. So I am forever grateful to you. And like I said at the beginning, you have been uh, absolutely integral uh, to our success as a business and a clinic and a team and um, are a a vital piece of our puzzle. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful to you and I appreciate you being here. It was so nice to chat. Thank you. I I love being here and doing this role and working with you. And I'm always just so amazed. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Podcast.